guys here. Now look at this tree. Isn't this a marvelous, magnificent tree? I want you to look at the roots that go from the top to the bottom. I tell you what, this guy isn't going anywhere. He's rooted, he's grounded, he's founded, and that's the way you need to be in the Word of God. I tell you, for the last 51 years of third world missionary evangelism, it's only because I've been able to be rooted and grounded, unmovable, unshakable in faith and in the Word of God that's kept me going, kept me going around the world, saved my life so many times, and uh, I want you to get rooted. I want you to get grounded. I want you to be so rooted and grounded that you're absolutely unshakable shakable in Jesus name. God bless you. We love you. You're more than a conqueror. So all of heaven is watching the earth all the time, looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the word of God. That's going to speak the word of God. That's going to move on the word of God. And when they do, heaven moves. God bless you and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries More Than Conquerors program. We are delighted you have joined us. In fact, we're honored and thankful that you are here with us. We are always anticipating very positively our time with you. And so we want to just kind of close out some of these things we've been talking about in the last several uh, programs. And um, we've really sort of, you know, dealt with some... Um, sacred cows <laughs> yes. that are unnecessary, been, been unprofitable, to. and unfruitful that can come out of your mouth <laughs> just because you're around the world all the time. That The world mindset. Some Bible mythology just that the church has preached just isn't true. And it, that's and exactly people right. People think it is and think it's Bible, but it's not. And you need to be really, really careful. Pay attention. Paul said this all the time in his teachings and throughout the New Testament. Pay attention so you're not bewitched. Who has bewitched you? Who turned you aside? Who captured your thinking? Who got your attention? Jesus said in his ministry, take heed how you hear, who you hear, where you hear. <laughs> and so we wanted to address some of these things. We talked about, Terry, uh, I'll let you read them off. You just read these off, sweetheart, and just... Uh, you know, that's what we've covered. Over yeah, this is what we've covered in the last few programs. All right. Follow your heart. That's, right. that's a bad advice. If you need anything, let me know. That's <laughs> sweet. Spent a whole program on that one. What does it mean? Uh, no problem. There's a lot higher class response you can have. How are you? Everything happens for a reason. <laughs> I said the reason is you're... Make bad choices. <laughs> that's right. God's in control. That's not true. In fact, that's just mean. That's just a mean thing to say. Yes. If it be thy will, you don't find that in the Bible except Jesus praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. Uh, if there's any other way to do this, let's do it that way. But nevertheless, not thy will be done. Not thy will, not my will, but thine be done. Be true to yourself. That's bad advice. And R.I.P. When someone passes away, they say, R.I.P., R.I.P., R.I.P. Yeah, that's... that's 
Yeah. Ridiculous. There, there, That's ridiculous. Yeah, there's a lot of foolishness in that. We want to address these things from the <coughs> Word of God. So we'd encourage you to listen to all the programs, maybe the last four programs that we've done, and go listen to them all together so that you get the flow of what we felt like the Holy Spirit wanted to say through us to you to help warn the church, Terry, so that we're not distracted like the word, like the word of God warns us that we're not distracted by people out, th out there in the world and all the news and all of your friends uh, that don't guard their heart and don't guard their mouth. In Deuteronomy chapter four, verse six, it says, talking about the principles that Moses is telling them, behold, I have taught you statutes and ordinances as the Lord my God commanded me that you should do them in the land which you are entering to possess. Well, that just would prove to you right there, if you're going to go do something really big for God, you want to take possession of the promises of Absolutely. God. Absolutely. If you want to obey God and have the, the rewards of obedience and fruitfulness in your life, listen to the next three verses verses. So keep them and do them for that is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the people, peoples around you, he's meaning, who when they hear these statutes will say, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. See, that's what the Lord wants you to be, to be said of you because you're, you're reading, thinking, saying, believing, acting out life as a living letter of all these wonderful statutes and principles that are in the Word of God, he said, they will say of you, surely this is a wise, a great nation, and a wise and understanding people. For what great nation is there who has a God so near to them as the Lord our God is to us in all things for which we call upon Him? Verse 8, and what large and important nation has statutes and ordinances so upright and just <laughs> as all this law, which I set before you this day. My goodness, Terry, why in the world would we settle for low class talking, Bible mythology, cliched Christianity, when we've got the entire expanse of what we've been given here on earth anyway, uh, to learn and express and live and think by and live such a higher class life in every area of your existence right here on this planet. I mean, we've, Terry, we've been, we've been living far beneath. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we've been living far beneath the standard <clears throat> that God Almighty would like for us to live in so He can bless us and give us the tools and the resources that we need to really uh, increase the kingdom of God in the earth. Well, that's absolutely true. And it's always amazing to me, Renee, that uh, the Bible... The Word of God Hello. <laughs> has been around for so long. Yes. 2,000 years. It has been years. so... Yeah. At well, least. Well, yeah, longer than that with the Old Testament. Uh, and it, it's been so right. Right. It's been so accurate that, that every now and then science comes along and proves again the Bible's right. The Bible is right. Scientists said, no, this is right, and the Bible's wrong. And then later, the, the, the science said, oh, never mind. Yeah. The Bible's right and over wrong. and over. And, and time after time after time after time, year after year, decade after decade, century after century, the Bible's been proven right. Exactly. The people of God have been proven right. And yet people still are born and come along and think they know it all. And some, you know, 18-year-old, 22-year-old, 30-year-old decides all of a sudden, well, I know more than 
<laughs> the last several thousand years of, of Bible, so I'm right and it's all wrong. Well, that's so ridiculous. Yeah, no joke. And then you find these great, great, great world famous people, celebrities, mm -hmm. uh, politicians, leaders, different walks of life that uh, through their life they thought they knew knew something mm -hmm. and come to find out at the end of their life they didn't. Right. And it's amazing. You, you know, I've got a I've got a paper that that talks about the famous atheists. Oh yes, I read that. The most famous atheists' Jeez, last words Jesus. before their death puts you on your face before God. And yet they, God. they thought they were so right, and yes. people around them thought they were so right, and people gave them such credence and such credibility that they they must be right, and the Bible must be wrong. But you know. Um, let me read you just a couple of them. A guy named Caesar Borgia, uh, Italian nobleman, politician, right. and cardinal, um, Catholic cardinal. Yeah, the Borgias. He said, while I lived, I provided for everything but death. And now I must die, and I'm unprepared to die. It's pretty bad. That's I lived awful. my life totally, Tragic. totally provided everything, but, but for, I didn't provide for death. And now I... Now I'm unprepared to die. Thomas Hobbes, a fa famous political philosopher, said, I say it again, if I had the whole world at my disposal, I would give it to live one day because I am about to take a leap into the dark. That's what these guys said on their deathbed at, at the end of their life. He said, if, if I had the whole world at my disposal, I would give it to live one more day Wow! because I'm about to take a leap into the dark. A leap into the dark. Thomas Paine, everybody knows who Thomas Paine is, famous, famous, famous American colonist, American writer, uh, uh, an atheistic writer, an atheist right. that wrote atheistic things. Yes. He said at the end, nobody thinks, says these things, nobody quotes these things. He said, stay with me for God's sake. I cannot bear to be left alone. Jesus. Oh, Lord, help me. Oh, God, what have I done to suffer so much? What will become of me hereafter? I would give worlds if I had them, that the age of reason, which is a book he wrote, I would give worlds that if the age of reason had never been published. Oh, Lord, help me. Christ, help me. No, don't leave. Stay with me. Send even a child to stay with me, for I am on the edge of hell here alone. If ever the devil had an agent, I have been that one. Well. How'd you like to die with that on your lips? And he's in hell today. My goodness, Terry. Sir Thomas Scott, famous, famous anti-Christian atheist. I have swallowed nothing but smoke. I have intoxicated myself with incense that turned my head. I am abandoned by God and man. He said to his physician, Dr. Fortune, I will give you half of what I'm worth if you'll give me six more months to live. When he was told by the doctor this was not possible, he said, then I shall die and go to hell. His nurse said this about his death. His nurse said, for all the money in Europe, I wouldn't want to see another unbeliever die. All night long, he oh cried. All goodness. night long, he cried for forgiveness. So these famous rich people said on their deathbed, which contradicted the way they lived and talked in their life. Robert, Robert Ingersoll, American writer and orator during the golden age of free thought. Yeah, that'll get you in a lot of trouble. Oh God, <laughs> if there be a God, save my soul, if I have a soul. 
Some say it was said this way, Oh God, if there be a God, save my soul, if I have a soul from hell, if there be a hell. It's like you said, you've quoted Brother Wayne Myers <coughs> saying, if people knew five minutes before they died, yes, yes, what yes, they yes, know yes. five minutes after they died, hell would be empty. Hell would be empty. Heaven would be full. All if you knew five minutes before you died, if yeah. these guys right here knew five minutes before they died, what they learned five minutes after they died, they wouldn't have gone to hell. That's why we're trying to take so much time <laughs> to tell you how subtle hell is to deceive and distract you when you need to get back on the Word of God, study to show yourself approved unto God a workman that does not need to be ashamed or unbelieving or distracted <laughs> or lack of enthusiasm towards the things of God, unfocused. David Hume, atheist philosopher, famous for his philosophy of, of uh, uh, skepticism on religion, he cried aloud on his deathbed, I am in flames. Jesus. I am in flames. It is said his desperation was a horrible, horrible scene. Napoleon Bonaparte, <laughs> French emperor who, like Adolf Hitler, brought death to millions to satisfy his greedy, power-mad, selfish ambitions for world conquest. He said, I die before my time and my body will be given back to the earth. Such is the fate of him who has been called the great Napoleon. What an abyss between my deep misery and the eternal kingdom of Christ. See, they knew better. They thought they were well, smarter than God. Yeah. Arrogance is not a good path to follow. <laughs> Sir Francis Newport, head of the English Atheist Club. He's the head of the Atheist Club. He's the top guy to those gathered around his deathbed. He said, you need not tell me there is no God, for I know there is one. And I am in his presence. You need not tell me there's no hell. I feel myself already slipping. Oh, my. Wretches, cease your idle talk about there being hope for me. I know I'm lost forever. Oh, that fire. Oh, the insufferable pangs of death. Oh, that I could lie for a thousand years on the fire that is never quenched. No purchase or to purchase the favor of God and be united to him again. In other words, he's saying if I could just, I would pay the penalty of lying on a bed of fire for a thousand years just to purchase the favor of God and be united to him again. But it's fruitless. It's a fruitless wish. He's, he said, millions and millions of years will bring me no nearer to the end of my torment than one poor hour. Oh, That's eternity, eternity forever and ever. Oh, the insufferable pangs of hell. That man was in torment. Well, that's what you said so many times in preaching. The head all. of the atheist club. Yeah, is that you're, the people that are there now are no closer. Their sentence is no shorter today shorter than today. it was the day they got there. And he knew that going into eternity. Charles VI, or, or Charles IX, the French king, urged on by his mother, gave the order for the massacre of the French Huguenots. We know that from history in which 15,000 souls were slaughtered at his command in Paris alone and 100,000 in other sections of France for no other reason that they loved Christ. They were killed because they loved Jesus. 
The guilty king suffered miserably for years after that event. He finally died, bathed in blood, bursting from his veins. <gasps> My goodness. To his physicians, he said in his last hours, asleep or awake, I see the mangled forms of the Huguenots passing before me. They drop with blood. They point at their open wounds. Oh, that I had spared at least the little infants at the bosom. The tiny babies nursing on their mother's breast, he had them killed. What blood? I know not. I know not where I am. How will all this end? What shall I do? I am lost forever. I know it. Oh, I have done wrong. See, and what happens when somebody's lived that long without the Lord and then the realization <laughs> that eternity is there? Condemnation overwhelms them and they almost cannot get saved if they've it's waited kind of, like that. It's kind of different from what... It's kind of different from what the Apostle Paul said, Oh, death, where is thy sting? Yeah. These guys found death's sting. Terry. David Strauss, who was a leading representative of German nationalism, rationalism, after spending a lifetime erasing belief in God from the minds of others, he said, My philosophy leaves me utter forlorn. I feel like one caught in the merciless jaws of an automatic machine, not knowing at what time one of its great hammers may crush me. And then we all know Uncle Joe, Joseph Stalin, who killed 60 million of his own people, Soviet Georgian revolutionary and politician. In a Newsweek interview with, with Svetlana Stalin, the daughter of Joseph Stalin, she told of her father's death. That's what she said about her father's death. My father died a difficult and terrible death. God grants an easy death only to the just. At what seemed the very last moment, he suddenly opened his eyes and cast a glance over everyone in the room. It was a terrible glance, insane or perhaps angry. His left hand was raised as though he were pointing to something above and bringing down a curse on all of us. The gesture was full of menace. And the next minute, he was dead. Died a miserable death. Wow. Anton LaVey, the author of oh, yes. the Satanic Bible. Yes. You know, all those years he preached the Satanic Bible, but then at the end he didn't believe it. He didn't believe it. <laughs> he was the high priest of the Church of Satan, of the religion dedicated to the worship of Satan. One of his famous quotes was, There is a beast in man that needs to be exercised, not that needs to be exercised like physical workout, not exercised like casting out devils. Right. His dying words were, Oh my, oh my, what have I done? There is something very wrong here. There is something very wrong. I guess it was. He was slipping into hell. Mahatma Gandhi. Everybody thinks Mahatma Gandhi was yeah, so right, cool. Right. Pacifist, famous. At his death, he said, For the first time in 50 years, I find myself in the slough of despondency. All about me is darkness. I'm praying for light. You know, Mahatma Gandhi was famous for saying, I am a Christian and a Jew, and a Muslim, and a Hindu, and so are all of you. But at the end, he knew, oh, I'm in darkness. Wow. I'm in darkness. I'm praying for light. David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Isn't that cool? The difference in a Christian dying. Yeah, for thou art with me. And an atheist dying. My oh, goodness. death, where's thy sting? Contrast, stark diversity. <laughs>
the guy that wrote Rock of Ages. What wonderful song. Yes. <laughs> Rock of Ages, Cliff. Those are such high-class words in mm -hmm. that song. Yeah, his name was Top Lady. Augustus yes. Montague Top Lady. I always <laughs> thought that was such an imperious, wonderful name. He lived from 1710 to 1778, 68 yes. years old. Top Lady will ever be famous as the author of one of the most evangelical hymns of the 18th century, Rock of Ages, which was first published the year we got our independence, 1776. 76, yes. During his final illness, Top Lady was granted, greatly supported by the con con consolation, excuse me, of the gospel, the consolations of God, so unworthy a wretch, are about so uh, are so abundant that he leaves me nothing to pray for but their continuance. Man, yeah. see, love God. Near his last dying words, awakening from sleep, he said, "Oh, what delights! Oh my! <laughs> oh, what delights!" Augustus Montague Toplady. Who can fathom the joy of the third heaven? The Hallelujah. sky. Listen, to this. the sky is clear. <laughs> There is no cloud. Come, Lord Jesus, come quickly. And he died saying this, No mortal man can live after the glories which God has manifested wow. in my soul. Isn't that tremendous? It's tremendous. Tremendous. And then uh, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. And the life. And he that believeth on me, though he were dead, Yes, shall he live. Isn't that just amazing? The, the contrast yes. of the torment. <laughs> Speaks for itself. In the delight, in the darkness, in the light. Yes. I just think of that old hymn, Draw Me Nearer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, draw me nearer. See, only fools never learn from history. That's right. That is the truth. And it's amazing, even only in our days, with all these facts about, at our fingertips. With a, Dear someone Jesus. with a mind can devote his entire life to delusion. Draw me nearer. It's amazing that in some way all the information we have now could actually be deluded uh, uh, and live his entire life in delusion. Right. And want everybody to know that there's no God. No wonder the Bible says the only fools say there is no God. Only fools. Only fools say there is no God. Psalms 14.1. <laughs> my, 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 my. Terry, my, my. Yes. Yeah, it's amazing. It is amazing. Gut wrenching, heart. I remember. Moving. I remember as a boy in in my home church as just a kid. Thank you, Jesus. In my Pentecostal church out in West Thank Texas. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, I, I got a tract one day. There was a tract that was given out for soul winning. Right. And it was called. <clears throat> excuse me. It was called Her Last Drink from the Old Well. Oh, my. And it was about a, 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 a young lady, just, I think, still in her late teens. Uh -huh. And she had been forbidden all her life to go to church. And her dad and mother had cursed her when she tried to go to church and rebuked oh. her and told her God wasn't real wow. and church wasn't real. Yeah. And all this was bad and all this. And uh, she, she got sick and was dying. And in bed, she started saying, I feel the flames on my feet. And she started screaming. And then she said, I feel the flames on my legs. I feel the flames on my body. And she begged them. She said, just get me one last drink from our old well. So they ran outside to get her a drink from the well. And they came back in. She just died, died screaming. 
which was her parents' fault. Terry, <clears throat> my goodness. I mean, the slide downward is so easy for the soul because you just start going along with people in the world. You start going along with people around you. You, you begin to bow as, you know, in, in your mind, you bow the knee to your contemporaries. Yeah. And it leads you into hell. That's why we want to stop it way up here with all these things we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. Let's stop it way up here so you um, don't have I, to go to I, the bottom. I remember a famous atheist in England uh, in a church service one night. He, he went up to the preacher and he said, if you believed that, he said, if I believed that, what you're preaching. Yeah. He said, if the earth was cut glass... I would crawl on my hands and knees and beg people to get saved, beg people not to go to hell. Right. So if that's your situation today. If you're not born again, you don't know Jesus. Yeah. If you've got loved ones that are not born again, well, this would be a really good time just to call on him. The Bible says if you call on him, you'll be saved. That's if right. you believe in your heart Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, he's the son of God, you'll be saved. So we're out of time. I'd lead you in a prayer, but we're out of time. So just pray that. Just say, Jesus, come in my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Yes. Uh, I believe in you. You're my Lord. And uh, I'm going to heaven with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, you know, I'm telling you, we've had a wonderful uh, time talking to you over the last several weeks. And we've got still yet to speak on this matter. Yes, we do. <laughs> and we're going to just leave you now today and just tell you how much we love you and that you are more, more than, than conquerors. Bye-bye. Hello, everyone. Terry and I are here to just say thank you. And just, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> we just can't thank you enough, all of you that have partnered with Terry Mize Ministries, soon to be 56 years coming up in February. And uh, all the blessing of God we pray on every single one of you. Amen. Some of these are testimonies, prayer requests, uh, notes given with offerings. Uh, there's a whole bunch of these all hidden under here from 2023. And we saw the Lord do great things, not only for us, but through you and your confidence in us and your care for the ministry. You trusted us to pray for you. You trusted us with your money, and we couldn't be more thankful and more grateful and get very humbled. Oh, absolutely. And both in the ministry, Terry Mize Ministries, and in our Orphanage Foundation, our yes. Jackie Mize International Children's Foundation, we just finished our Christmas and and had a banner year of giving to orphans for Christmas. Yes, yes. We just appreciate that. Thank you for it. And of course, out of TMM, we cover the expenses for the other foundation for Jackie Mize uh, International Children's Foundation. So thank you for giving to both of those entities, right. both of those ministries. We appreciate it. We pray for you every day, every day, every, every day. day. And I believe God's absolute best for you. That's right. As we continue on now in 2024, we just want to encourage you to use your faith with ours because we laid hands on all of these and we believe you're, you came out of 2023 blessed and you're coming into 2024. Blessed coming in and blessed going out. Amen. And that the blessing of the Lord is returned back on you in every area of your life. And God's not through. 
You know, it's like Brother Copeland said many years ago, we don't play nine-inning ball games. We play till we win. Absolutely. And so we're, we're hanging on to these. We're laying hands on these, and we're calling your life blessed in every area. Thank you for partnering with Terry Mize Ministries. You can give a tax-deductible donation now at terrymize.com. Thank you.